Welcome, members, to the NICRA podcast. It's the official podcast of the National Ice Cream Retailers Association, where we are all about ice cream people helping ice cream people. And this episode, we have a very special international guest. We're talking to Zelika Carr, who's the executive director of the Ice Cream Alliance, which many people would kind of, I guess, assimilate as the NICRA of the United Kingdom. How are you, Zell? I'm good. Thank you so much, Steve. That's fabulous. I don't know whether we've ever had an international guest before. I think that um, this might be our first international guest. Well, I'm honoured then. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, look, we've uh, we've had kind of a long and rich history. Uh, well, maybe not as long as the associations themselves, but um, I first met you, I think, at the CGIP show, and it must have been 2008 or 2009, maybe? 2009, I think. Okay. Um, and uh, was kind of just as a, a lay um, person walking around and was intrigued by the association. It's funny how lives kind of twist and turn to the fact that, um, you know, we're doing what we do now. But uh, do you want to give us just a brief overview of uh, the Ice Cream Alliance, when it was founded, how many members, kind of a uh, bit of an elevator pitch, if you will? Yeah, by all means. We are the uh, trade association for the ice cream industry in the UK and uh, looking after Northern Ireland as well. Uh, we have actually been going since 1944. That's not me, but the association. <laughs> Last year, we were very fortunate to celebrate 75 years in the industry. Um, and out of that, we've actually sort of expanded our trade show that we put on annually um, into artisan food, which is where our members feel that their ice cream is, is what they aspire to, to be, an artisan product, something mm. very simple. So we tend to uh, showcase our exhibition in Harrogate. We've been there since 2010. Um, So we go there annually in around about February, so just after the CJEP show, which tends to be January. Um, I've got um, about 436 members. Uh, Currently at the moment, obviously, um, here in the UK, we are struggling with coronavirus. Mm. So what's happening in Europe and obviously over in the US. I've been CEO for 13 years, come this July, um, and um, I know you're going to ask me a few more questions about my background, so I won't jump ahead yet. No, that's fine. Thank you. And it's a great show. I've been actually going to the uh, the CGIP show, not, not the CGIP show, your show for years, um, and you're right, it's kind of right on the back of the CGIP show, and we couldn't make it to Harrogate this year, but... Uh, I would thoroughly recommend not only Harrogate just as a place to visit because it's very, very cool, but um, using the opportunity to come to the ICA show because it really is a a pretty good showcase of all of the uh, trends and um, exhibitors and products that are available in the UK. And I think um, we here in the U.S. can learn a lot from what uh, you know similar associations and similar industries are doing in other countries. So um, we we will certainly push to see if we can get people going. The show is free, correct? It is. It's free to the trade, which yep. is and um, we do have international visitors. Uh, like Steve said, we've been very privileged to have him over the last few years. We'd love to have him every year, but obviously you tend to obviously be torn with your NICRA. Right. Uh, and all we have to do for them now. Um, but uh, as Steve said, uh, it's everything about ice cream under one roof. 
So everything from um, what's the new trends um, in packaging, in flavoring. We do have a very strong influence and tie with Italy. Uh, we have a lot of uh, our members, original members of our association that came from Italy back in the late 1800s. Um, so we're still servicing probably third, fourth and fifth generations of some of those families, which is amazing. Um, and yeah, if you, even if you're starting up an industry, you've been in the industry for a long time, there's always something there that you can learn. Um, and there's always something new to look at, which is something amazing and exciting about our industry. Yeah, I think that uh, a couple of things really benefit is that one, it's, it's, it's always in the same location, which is very central. Um, our show bounces around the country a little bit, which is sometimes good for some people and not good for others. So, you know, from a planning standpoint, you always know where it is. It's a great, um, it's a great town uh, with a lot of history and, uh, yeah, well, well worth the visit. Just a little bit about the breakdown of your members. So you, you mentioned that a lot of the influence for at least Scoop Ice Cream uh, has come from Italy and Europe. Um, what's the breakdown that you have so far as scoop ice cream versus soft serve versus vans? Right. Well, when I started off around about 13 years ago, I would say predominantly there was a lot more mobiling members, which is obviously um, ice cream vans going around streets mm. and recently into event work, like weddings and festivals. Yeah. Um, and then there was a strong manufacturing background, but not that many people. Uh, a lot of people um, were, were sort of chancing their arms, but not really doing it in a, a major scale. But I have to say, probably in the last five years, it really has become much more of a manufacturing membership. Right. A lot of people have now decided um, to try uh, new products. And because there's so many different products out there and ice cream has really gone from the main sort of five key flavors, you know, your vanillas, your chocolates, your strawberries, your chocolate chips to anything and everything from wild and wacky um, Aggies ice cream mm -hmm. uh, um, to cheese ice cream, basically anything that is savoury can be put in ice cream yeah. and as everything sweet. Dessert markets has taken off as well. So we do have a lot of members who also do ice cream cakes and desserts. Yeah. And hence why we sort of decided to expand our artisan food side because our members were not just doing ice cream they do uh, patisserie uh, coffee is massive in the UK here mm -hmm. and we are traditionally a um, a country of tea drinkers so you never thought coffee would <laughs> right. is um, so yeah I would say we've got more manufacturers now so probably two thirds um, yeah about two thirds manufacturers and then a third of everything else which could be anything from like I said mobiling or um, anybody associated with the industry. So right. you know, packaging companies, um, you band suppliers, those sort of people. Yeah, it's a really, it's a good breakdown. It's probably similar, similar to, to our membership. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, how did you come to, uh, to guide the association? Have you had a passion for ice cream for years or a passion for organization? What's, what's your background? Right. Well, my background, I started in hospitality when I was 19. It was my second job. I used to work for Boots of Chemist. I don't know if you're aware of that particular brand. It's a big pharmaceutical company in the UK. Mm -hmm. In the evenings, weekends, I used to then work uh, for Beef Eater, which was a steakhouse. 
that had a restaurant on and a bar. So very much at the time when everybody went and got their entertainment outside the home when they ate out and drank. So not a lot of people used to drink at home in those times. So that's how far I go back. <laughs> um, right. And that's the classic, <laughs> the classic British pub, right? If that's correct. You will never get a better meal than in a classic English pub. I've, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. When, every time we go over there, we just we go to every single corner pub wherever we're staying, and you can get, be guaranteed a, a, just an incredible home-cooked meal. It's amazing. Yeah, so home cooking has always been, like Steve said, you know, a real big tradition here in the UK. Um, so, um, so like I said, uh, I was about 19 and I worked behind the bar and then started to run a restaurant. And then I went into the management program for Beefeater. Uh, and then I went and worked for another company called Bass and worked in operations and worked in hotels. And then I came to the Ice Cream Alliance as their sales manager and event manager. So I'd be the person selling the stands and um, help organizing, setting up the show. And within about 11 months of me being there, then I was, um, the pre my predecessor uh, left the company and I was after to apply for the job. And because I've got lots of transferable skills with it being in the food industry, in negotiating hotels, hospitality, um, I sort of came into the role and ended up being CEO looking after a members magazine, which I had no experience in. <laughs> using some of my transferable skills to help and organize our exhibition and yeah. run the head office team. Yeah, so that's, that's how awesome. I came to the ICA. And so what, what, when you say the team, what, when you're, and I know you've had to furlough people, unfortunately, many, many people have. What, what's, the, what's the general look of your team as you run the association there? Right. Well, because we um, put out a monthly members magazine, which basically we uh, put all the members um, news and industry news together, along with some advertisers and print and publish a magazine that goes out to all our members on a monthly basis. Um, we do everything apart from the printing of the actual magazine. So we literally put all the stories together. We proof it all. We let, we have, with our graphic designing, we lay it out and decide on our front covers. So that's one element of it. We also obviously uh, recruit members, um, usually more during the summer period, as you can imagine, when people are interested in developing uh, and coming into our association. Um, and then we've got the trade event, which tends to be in February. And um, we're also throughout, we're always busy because throughout the year, there's always people gearing up for the season or um maybe using at the end of the season the opportunity to maybe their business model or different flavors and do a bit of experimenting out of the season ready for the following season and it all just seems to come around very quickly mm. um you're you're lucky to have your trade event really when you think about it because it was right kind of prior to uh, all of this corona madness yeah, it was quite spooky because the week before our trade event, it was similar weather as it is here now, around about between um, 15 and 19 degrees, the sun was shining. Suddenly, uh, towards the uh, weekend, as we were um, getting organised to travel to Harrogate from Derby, uh, it started to talk about these very high winds and may bring some snow, which is never ideal for obviously enticing people to come out of their homes in February. Right. 
So that's all we thought our issue was going to be. And we did have a couple of exhibitors who weren't able to make it out um, from Spain and Italy. But at that time, we didn't really know too much more about the coronavirus and how it was going to affect us until obviously literally within a month of our event. And it's just been absolutely crazy, to be honest. Couldn't make it up. So, uh, yeah, we were, like Steve says, we were very fortunate um, because, uh, like all events now in the UK, they have been cancelled or postponed to the, to, the, to the autumn, but nobody knows exactly when that will be in the autumn. And even though our show is next February, we're even looking as a contingency to maybe um, postpone it for another month, just hoping that uh, we get through this virus. Right. Now, yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about that and, and about conditions over there, I guess, in the UK, so far as ice creams are concerned. Um, number one, uh, we hope your Prime Minister gets better. He's currently in hospital. Um, yes, he's still in um, in ICU. Um, yeah. So we're all rooting for him, actually, as a country. He's been a very strong leader, um, not been here with us for very long as a, as the uh, leader of our, uh, our country. And I think we're actually really missing him. We need someone strong, someone positive. Right. Uh, in in times of crisis, you're looking for somebody to lead. Yeah. Yep. He's done that for us. Uh, very good. And I enjoyed listening to the um, address of the Queen uh, with good kind of words. I might, I might even link that in the show notes down here because I think that's, that's worth listening to as well. Um, oh, it's definitely, definitely. I mean, I understand out of normally her Queen's speech, which she always does on Christmas, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I think there's only been five times in her reign and she's been um, queen for over 70 years that uh, that she's made such an announcement. Yeah. And uh, look, we'll keep the Harry and Meghan talk out. That's very controversial there and here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and similar here. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, so tell me, uh, now, and just some background. I know we spoke uh, yesterday and this morning, but... Over here, um, it depends on where you are in the country as to whether you can trade, whether you want to trade. They have some areas that have basically said that our uh, members are, are non-essential and they should be shut down. In other areas where uh, they can trade just for drive-through or walk-up only, uh, some of our members have actually felt that it was more appropriate not to trade just because of the uh, the mentality and the feeling that some some businesses are being shamed for being open. Uh, and then in other areas, as we spoke about in our last podcast, um, they've, businesses have pivoted a little bit to really do some incredible trade. So where, where are ice cream retailers at in the UK with this whole process? Right. Well, um, literally of the weekend of the 13th of March, everybody was trading as normal. But what the government were realising that there was far too many people out and about and the virus was obviously spreading um, and not coming to its peak, but obviously spreading throughout the UK, mainly centred in London. Mm. So we believed that London was going to be on lockdown just because they seemed to be ahead of everywhere else within the UK. So we are based in the Midlands here um, and obviously a lot of our members uh, are out of London and upwards, up up into Scotland. So we were thinking we were fine. And then suddenly by the Tuesday, uh, it was clear by the government that we needed to um, 
start to social distance, but um, definitely to try and keep people, as many people at home. And they were asking us, especially businesses, if you could work from home, and that's like office-based businesses, please do. Um, and then it came in very quickly. So we were advising our members, similar to what you were doing and are doing in certain regions, um, that, you know, please uh, ask your customers to social distance, ask them to wash hands, um, put clear signage up. Then suddenly they put us on lockdown. So, and because it was then talked about businesses, if you were a central business to the country running, um, you could still operate. And that became quite a gray area because a lot of our mobilers do actually work within the community. Right. They believed that they were safe to do that. But the problem is that they were encouraging a lot of people to leave their homes. So similar to yourself, they were finding they were getting quite a lot of flack. Yeah. I from other mobilers who insisted to stay in home to stay safe to um, stave off this virus a little bit, or but also felt that they were putting them in danger by asking people to come out to them at the van. And it is very hard, even though we were visually trying to support our members and tell them how far two meters was. Um, it still um, it wasn't happening. People just really wanted to try and carry on as normal as possible, as long as possible. And that was obviously causing us a problem with the virus. So uh, we've now been in lockdown. We're only allowed to do four things uh, for the last two weeks. And that is to go to a pharmacy, um, go out for one daily walk with somebody who lives in your own home. You cannot visit anybody else, not other family members, not other friends. You need to, um, you can go to food shopping, to the supermarkets, um, and obviously if you need to go to a doctor or hospital, that can also happen. But that is it. Mm. So that's where, and it doesn't look like that's going to change for at least another fortnight. Yeah. So which, unfortunately, here is Easter weekend. Right, right. And the, and the weather is glorious. And that's what I was going to say, because being in a northern hemisphere, you enjoy, I mean, very the same seasons as we do. So a lot of retailers, both in the vans and in the brick and mortar stores, um, were really gearing up for this time of the year to launch their season. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Been gearing up since January. Right. Since some of them, because some people do go over to CJAP to get some new ideas and some new flavours. Um, and definitely got some more ideas from our exhibition, like you said, in February. Uh, and the weather has been really kind this year compared to last year. So not um, a hard winter and a very, very sunny spring. Right, yeah, which is, it's hard to keep people inside when even without the virus, everyone's just dying to get back out and enjoy this, you know, a better weather. Um, yeah, and also people want normality. They want to be able to carry on with their daily lives, even though they may have thought that they were quite mundane. I think everyone's realising how wonderful variety and the change of life and on a daily basis is, is a breath of fresh air. Right. Um, so tell me, what sort of packages, and it can be very complicated, the, the packages, relief packages for businesses over here um, are multi-layered, but um, are you finding that... Uh, ice cream retailers over there have a light at the end of the tunnel so far as some relief from the government? Uh, we've got some financial relief, which is obviously helping us, um, giving us peace of mind staying at home. But the problem is, is 
that um, it is only up to three months. Right. So, and like I said, we're definitely going to be in lockdown probably for a month. And even when we come out of lockdown, we don't think that there definitely won't be large events going on. There definitely won't be exhibitions going on, you know, big crowds of people. Mm. Even might be that some of our parlours will find that they have to restrict customer numbers. Yeah. Um, and again, um, operate some sort of social distancing. So most of them are thinking that if it's in, if it's about two months or so, then that's going to be fine. But if it was six months, and you're talking about that's the whole of the season. Right. That means they haven't then traded for this year. So the chances of having some sort of business and being able to get through the winter, even with some sort of financial arrangement from the government, it won't be enough. Yeah. And do you... Our packages are only 80%. Um, the government is offering up to a cut-off of £2,500, which I think is near enough similar in dollars now. Right, right. Um, for um, people who are employed by companies, but also if you are a sole trader or self-employed, um, self you have to be able to show three years' books for them to get an average of um, sort of a certain value that they will offer you. And that money isn't available at this moment in time. You can apply for it, but the possibilities are that that money won't probably come through till June. So right. as you can imagine, that's been a long time for, the, for a few people, and they're worried about you know, their business premises, leaving them vacant, um, laying off their staff. And uh, will they have a business to come back to? Uh, or will there be a trading season to come back to this year? Yeah, that's one of the huge challenges. I mean, it's a general challenge in our industry is the seasonality of it. But when you take take half, even half of the season out, um, yeah. it's it can be a huge, huge challenge. So what what do you find from your office standpoint? How are you supporting the members? How um, it, it, it's, it's very difficult. And we, we spoke yesterday a little bit about the fact that you are in the office because people have paid their dues and you yeah. know they they need that support. So how do you find the best way to support your members during this time? Um, to be honest, it's, it, it's communicating with members, and the three way that we do that is that um, we are very fortunate. I think you have a similar database to us uh, called Membership Works that we're able to email out our members. Um, obviously, updated information either on financial, um, the latest government announcements. Um, anything in reference to making sure that when you've locked up your building, you've turned off your water so you don't end up going, you know, and the place being flooded, mm. knowing about it, uh, making sure your insurance is valid, which again, you know, if you leave your premises un unattended, uh, some insurances, um, it doesn't cover you for that. Uh, and the well, social media has been a, another platform that we've used uh, with Facebook, LinkedIn, which is like a business page. I think you also have that in the US. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Twitter being very popular. Not so much Instagram, I have to say, during this time. Mm. People don't be looking for the joy in things. Um, and the members magazine that you mentioned, which we are still able to publish at the moment, and April's edition is just about to land on their doorsteps. That's good. That's great. Uh, okay, well, listen, again, I think there's so much we can learn from um, each other's organizations. They've been around a long time and, you know, seem to have people that are of the same ilk, if you will, that passion for ice cream and bringing joy 
you know, to their communities, which right now is is very very limited. And I think at this you know time in in the world and in in our countries, everyone needs a little bit of joy. So uh, we do. We'll uh, we'll continue to struggle through. Hey, tell me, uh, how do people find out more about the ICA? Right. If you'd like to go to our website, it is ice-cream.org. What a great. And you're all about our association. You'll see um, some of our award winners from our show that Steve you've mentioned, um, and a little bit about our history. Uh, so please, or follow us on social media. Yeah, I'll put those links down below. And I will say that in the years that I have attended the show, there are just some events that are so wonderful. And we've actually, you've inspired a, a few of the things that we're now doing. We um, had a full uh, contingent of trophies uh, at our last <laughs> event, which we've never had before, which was Fantastic. Um, certainly, you know, one of the... Um, one of the most exciting points of the ICA show was the awards banquet. Um, yes. We've never had a band. Last year we had a band. So, uh, you know, you are uh, uh, setting a great example for a lot of uh, industries, and particularly our industry, as to you know, how to celebrate and how to, uh, you know, reward those who are doing a great job with the, in the industry. So I would certainly recommend people having a look at that uh, website. Great domain, by the by the way, ice-cream.org. Um, and uh, look, hopefully in February, maybe March, um, yeah. if you have some travel time up your sleeve and some points, uh, it's a great show to go to. I really missed being there last year, so or this year, I should you. say. So we'll uh, strive to be there um, in this next year coming. Look, uh, take care, Zell. We appreciate your time. That's no problem at all. Thank you so much, Steve. No problem. And look, if if you, no problem at all. And look, if you are listening and want to be on the podcast, you can drop us a line, info at nicra.org. And for more information on the podcast, previous episodes, and all of the Nicra information you need, you can go to nicra.org or icecreamusa.org. Thanks again, Zell. No problem at all, Steve. Thanks so much. Bye for now.